Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You are looking live at VSIN Primetime. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. Beeson Prime Time alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray. For some reason, I almost said alongside Doug Kazarian. That's not true. But Doug Kazarian is going to join us in 15 minutes. It was just on the brain. You mentioned him last hour. Yeah. That he called you. I mean, we both kind of look the same, don't we all? That wasn't nothing to do with looks. It was just it was in it was in my brain. It's in my brain. All right, Purdue and uh, Rutgers going to get started. Who's going to ruin this uh, four-leg money line parlay? Relax, all right? It's not an official play or anything like that. FAU, Purdue, Northwestern, Arizona. Is it the obvious? FAU, FAU. Purdue, Northwestern, yep. and Arizona? Home, Arizona, home to Washington State, Northwestern, home to Michigan. Purdue, home to Rutgers. FAU, home I mean, to SMU. I guess FAU would probably be the easy one, but I think Arizona's a sneaky one. I don't know what to make of that game. Right. Because we talked about it briefly, so Kyle Smith and company... Head coach of Washington State. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. I don't know if he'll be coach of the year, but he'll be Pac-12 coach of the year. Will be in discussion for national coach of the year. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. You mentioned it to Brad. First time they've been ranked in 15 years. And there's a little bit of a revenge angle, too, for Arizona. Markets bet up the Wildcats here. I was texting with our, uh, our friend of the network, Chris Felica, about uh, some games today and I mentioned Arizona. I'm like, man, it doesn't feel like Washington State's going to be a pretty popular dog. He goes, yes, but I can't trust Arizona. That's kind of the way I feel. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm excited to watch it. For, for a pretty crappy college basketball slate, I think yeah. the evening, late, late evening, for us West Coast folks or you insomniacs on the East Coast, it's actually pretty good. I think Oregon-Stanford, a game that I bet line is basically a pick, minus one, uh, relatively high total of 150 and a half. Stanford can really shoot it, especially at home. And then Washington State, Arizona. I think you got two pretty interesting uh, late-night games, both on network television, which is uh, a refresher, too. We can watch them instead of uh, Pac-12 networks. We're underway. handful of games, uh, including the third-ranked team in all the land, the Purdue Boilermakers, at home against Rutgers. They closed as a 15-point favorite in that one. All right. NBA tonight, though, JVT. It's back. And uh, before we get to just some big picture items, we have four games that are going to be starting here in 10 minutes. So a little, we like to call it a primetime primer. We'll run through these games however long, however short you want to go. But we'll go in order. You can read all these write-ups at vcin.com. JVT wrote up every game today. Brooklyn, Toronto, first game on the rotation. Total 231.5. Spread, 
one in yep. favor of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Mark is moving toward Brooklyn here. Uh, total has gone down. Uh, the way I look, these two teams kind of stink. So I don't know if you'd want to put any of your tax income on either one. Uh, Brooklyn, eight and twenty-three straight up, eight twenty-two and one against the spread since December fourteenth, and they have failed to cover on average by four point one points per game. Uh, so it hasn't been good for the Brooklyn Nets. Toronto, however, uh, last seventeen, four and thirteen straight up, six and eleven against the spread. So neither in particularly good form. I would assume, Tim, what you're getting here is a lot of people like to give the uh, hey team that just fired its coach got to try better things so Kevin Ollie is now head coach of the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets Jacques Vaughn out over the break uh, maybe you're going to get that bump here for Brooklyn it has been a nightmare though behind the scenes for the Nets by all reports uh, including at one point Mikhail Bridges uh, talking about how yeah we don't really get game plan it's not really been that great and then he went on a podcast I think with uh, some of the guys from the New York Knicks uh, and I think it was Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson who openly mocked him in the Nets and he didn't say anything so yeah, it's been kind of a nightmare here so I guess give me Toronto but I wouldn't want anything to do with it uh Jacques Vaughn, two things. Yep. Elite beard. Yes. Secondly, I bought a Jacques Vaughn signed rookie card in like 1997. Nice. Out of Kansas. I was so excited. How much was that? I think it was 10 bucks. Wow, that much, huh? Yeah. Uh, as we like to talk about return on investment You'd have to from a gambling to standpoint, it, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd get anything. I think I still have it. Maybe I'll bring it and I'll put it in the studio. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll like put hey, some we'll put Jack Vaughn's sign card here in the studio. All right, other game, 503-504 rotation-wise. Orlando, best ATS team in all the land, to Cleveland. Betting market has moved with Orlando here. Open 7, 7.5, down to 5. Right now, as we're about to tip this game off, in the land, 240, uh, 214.5 or 2.14 at DraftKings. Spread of five in favor of the Cavaliers. Yeah, and that move is because Donovan Mitchell is not going to play. He's got an illness, so he is out. Uh, so this has gone from the opener seven and a half, as you mentioned, down to five. That's the reason why the move is here. You mentioned Orlando, best cover team in the NBA by some standards uh, in the first half, if you will, of the season. Closed it out on a seven and three straight up, eight and two ATS run. One of the best defensive teams in the NBA over this run, 114.3 defensive rating, or what you give up over the course of 100 possessions. Uh, without Donovan Mitchell, I would think that you could probably stymie this team. You know, you, you get a little bit more uh, bogged down offensively. And Cleveland was already at a market high with its power rating. 10-1 and one straight up in the last 11 games before the break, but 6-5 and five against the spread in those 11 games. So you were already pretty high here from a market rating standpoint. Without Donovan Mitchell, I think you're probably going with Orlando or pass. So market move, don't, don't just assume it's sharp action. That move is because Donovan Mitchell is not playing tonight. 505-506, Detroit, Indiana. All these games starting, by the way, in four minutes, 710 Eastern time. We've got Indiana hosting Detroit. 247 and a half is the total. Spread, we'll call it 12. So if you want a really good example of buying low and market ratings and, and whatnot, Detroit is the perfect example. So we all remember the historic 28-game losing streak that yep. they went on, right? Well, since then, it was actually near the back end of that. How about this? In their last 28 games, not the 28, no, the 0-28, but just their last 28 games, Tim, they're 18-10 against the spread. They have been it's covering the numbers at a pretty high clip because the market rating just bottomed out when they were losing every single game. So now they're staying inside a lot of these numbers, and they're covering by nearly three points a game. So you got to keep that in mind. Now the Pacers, less consistent, 7-8 straight up, 5-10 and 10 against the spread last 15 contests. Injuries have been part of that, and that's the big thing here. No Tyrese Halliburton on the injury report, no Pascal Siakam on the injury report. So you're going to see the full version here of Indiana. The real questions were whether or not uh, Aaron Neesmith and Jalen Smith were going to play in this matchup here today. Neesmith uh, is out. Yeah, I was going to say, and there you go. So Neesmith is out, uh, and Jalen Smith is available. So two guys that aren't going to really move the market a ton, but I think that's why you're floating around this number. But honestly, I think I'd rather stay with Detroit here, given the fact that, you know, again, you're talking about 18 and 10 against the spread in the last 28 games. If you've been playing that consistently, I don't think there's any reason to get off of it, especially against a lesser defensive team like Indiana who might raise their floor on offense. All right, last game starting in just a couple minutes as the second half or the home stretch begins here uh, of the NBA season. New York at Philadelphia and a bit of a who's who of who is out. OG Ananobi, yep. Julius Randle, both out for the New York Knicks and uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. As you know, Joel Embiid is out for the Sixers. Uh, right now, Sixers a one-point favorite at home against the Knicks. Yeah, and uh, Bogdanovich, Hartenstein are going to play, so that's good. Uh, as you mentioned, the other injuries that are there. Uh, I'll put it this way. Since January 20th, the 76ers 5-9 and nine straight up, 4-10 and 10 against the spread, a negative 6.8 spread differential 
differential or essentially failing to cover by seven points per game. Since they've lost Joel Embiid, smaller sample size, still negative results, three and five straight up and against the spread. And the key here is a defensive rating of 123.1 for the Philadelphia 76ers since they've lost Joel Embiid. They don't have a really good backcourt defensively. Not a lot of guys are going to stay in front of dudes. And we talked about a little bit about this yesterday, but I, I think Philly's kind of sneaky, potentially an over team as we move forward. And the market, it seems, would agree. Open 226.5, we're up to 228.5 for the total. Just given how poor they are defensively and, and still how potent they can be offensively, I think this is a team that might play to some overs, and it seems like the market is heading in that direction. So that's the side I would look here. Uh, over, there's still a couple of 227.5s out there if you want to go in that direction, only miss out on the point from the opener. JVT, I'm looking at DraftKings right now as we get the uh, second half started, and they've mm-hmm. got a bunch of Eastern Conference teams on the make or miss the playoff portion. And I want to look at the no's, and if any of the no's are of interest to you. So I'll run through them. The Miami Heat, no, plus 950. Mm -hmm. The Orlando Magic, no, plus $5. Indiana Pacers, no, 6-1. to And the 76ers, no, 5-1. to So on the flip side, you could bet the yeses. They're all massively favorites, and I think rightfully so. Of those four teams, any one of them have implosion type of feel to you that you could see them missing out on the playoffs? I mean, I, I guess the two that stick out are the two Florida teams, Miami and Orlando, only because for Miami, they have been inconsistent due to lack of availability. Jimmy Butler has had injuries and personal issues that have kept them out of lineups. Um, and they just haven't really been good on offense. And Terry Rozier is not going to really fix a ton. They are a very well-coached team. But again, if you get into a play-in situation, anything can happen. We saw them get yeah. their faces caved in by Atlanta in their first play-in game last year. And then, of course, we know what happened from there. So I, I think with them, that's a reality, especially when you talk about the number, right? Now, there's certainly reality, which they just get inside of the top six and avoid the play entirely, but we haven't seen enough consistency from them. And for Orlando, similar situation, right? You're, you're going to be in that 7-8 range more than likely. Again, I, I like Orlando a lot. I just don't really buy them from an offensive standpoint. I think it's a high probability that you're going to participate in this play-in. And if you face Miami in the first round, if you faced Indiana in that first round, you lose that. Then you got to play host to the winner of Atlanta-Chicago. Uh, Atlanta, very talented team but has not been playing up to standard in Chicago as you mentioned when we talked about with the Boston game sneaky like competitive we're talking about a team that is one of the better cover teams at least an above average cover team and can I think play with some of these lesser teams especially ones that don't have a ton of experience and you got some guys on this roster that do so I think those are the two and if I'm ranking of those two I think Orlando would be the one just because of the probability of them having to play in the play in and potentially losing out Doug Kazarian going to join us, continue the NBA conversation as the second half of the season is underway as uh, we have four games about to tip off here uh, in the NBA. Big one tonight from just a a stature standpoint. You've got Lakers at the Golden State Warriors. No LeBron James. We talked about the Lakers a little bit. Hour one, their maker missed the market where they are a favorite to miss the playoffs. What about Golden State, a team that I think interests you, JVT? They're plus 120 to make the playoffs Team that you like uh, to make uh, a little bit of run here, second half? Yeah. One of the uh, things that I wrote up in the the uh, primer, which, by the way, it still does still do free, some good. Baby. Yeah, you can check that out for free, vcin.com slash guide. Uh, to make the playoffs at about plus 120, plus 150, totally worth it for a team that is finally whole, healthy, and starting to figure out their lineups. That's Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Tim Murray. Second half of the NBA season is underway. Woo-hoo. We continue the conversation with Doug Kazarian next. It is vcin primetime. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check it out. Brand new, looks so sharp. VSIN.com. Over on the right hand side right now, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Von Tobel broke down every single NBA game tonight including the four games that have just gotten underway. We've got a game coming up bottom of the hour, so make sure you check it out, vcin.com. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is vcin primetime underway in West Lafayette, Purdue, or West Lafayette, Indiana. Purdue is up 19-17 to 17 right now on Rutgers. Make that 22-17 to 17 as they were laying 15. Got a fun one in the American Athletic Conference against two teams that could be in the NCAA tournament. We'll see if... Uh, SMU can make the run there, but FAU taking on SMU. And then four NBA games have gotten underway, including the Orlando Magic with an early lead on the Cleveland Cavaliers, 12-8. to Game coming up, bottom of the hour, Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas lay in two. And to help us talk about tonight's slate and the entire NBA moving forward, it is our good friend Doug Kazarian from OnlyPlayers.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Doug Kazarian. All right, Doug, I don't want to steal the thunder of the uh, – the great convo that you two had last night about uh, Denny Advia and his uh, over-under for the Wizards game tonight. Uh, just from a side perspective, the most intriguing game, I would say, tonight is Clippers and Thunder, uh, where the Thunder are a one-point favorite. Uh, how do you look at this game tonight? And, and, and big picture, Doug, heading into the second half of the year, how do you look at those, these two teams from either a bet-on or a fade spot uh, as they head into the second half of the season? Well, I think... the it's bet on spot for the thunder. I, I just think they're going to prioritize the top seed. They have a distinct home court advantage and they want to play to that. Now I say that. And I think I have to remind everyone that the home court advantage in the regular season is not the same as the home court advantage during the playoffs, just because there's no travel between games one and two or three and four. And everyone's sort of on a level or playing field. And that's just what's happened over the years whenever the jazz had a higher seed or the nuggets had a higher seed in those Carmelo days or the jazz with the um, Darren Williams days, like their home court advantage was pointless come playoff time because they weren't their Their home records were just kind of inflated. Now I think it was part altitude, but part just road trips of East coast teams coming out West and things like that. So my point is the thunder aren't this like juggernaut at home that maybe their home record might indicate when we get to the playoffs, the Lakers waxed them before Christmas in OKC. Other teams have won there. They're just not that potent of a team, but they obviously would rather have home court. I think they're the right side. I think the bench is really like a different differentiator that that second quarter situation. I know the Clippers are fairly deep, although Kawhi's not playing, but I, I think that's what sort of their competitive advantages are in the regular season. And uh, as we all know, benches shorten a little bit in the postseason. 
All right, let's talk a uh, big picture. If you're talking about the um, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, Doug, do you think there's any future worth investing in at this point right now? So I think 35 to one on the Pacers to win the East, I think is a play for me. I mean, we saw what happened come sort of playing tournament time and just the way they play offensively. And they have since added Siakam. And we don't really know the ceiling of this team now in this current form with Siakam and what Rick Carlisle is going to do with them. I mean, we want to believe everything we see that the Celtics are great. And the Celtics last time I checked still have Joe Missoula. And we saw what happened in the postseason last year. And then Porzingis is fragile. So I'm not putting the Celtics automatically in 10 in the NBA finals. They're the rightful favorites, but that's as far as I'll go. There's more parity in the East than there has been in previous years, but I don't think that hurts the Pacers. That just means there's more teams that can upset. You don't have to beat every team. You just have to beat the three teams you play. So I think the Pacers, those are ridiculous odds, all things considered. When you consider their coach, consider their star power, and consider just sort of that run-and-shoot offense, I, I think like that's a – and then especially with the Sixers not being – you know, we don't really know what they are with the Embiid injury. I think that that is a ridiculous price that is worth betting. All right, let's talk about some games today and what else you got. Uh, first off, uh, regale the, t- the people of our tale. Uh, what are we looking at with Denny Avdia later today against uh, the, the Denver Nuggets? So, yeah, I called you last night because who else would be up that late looking at some games for the next day? And it was Avdia's uh, player points prop at 15 and a half, and I just thought it should be around 20. Uh, Kuzma not playing today, so there was just a lot to like with the situational spot. He's played two games without Kuzma, 24 points, and then 43 the last game going into the break. And I just think the Wizards, where they are at this juncture of the season, they don't really need to tank. There's no, like, Wemben Yamba up for grabs. But I think they need to figure out what they have with him. Like He's 23 years old. They know what they have with Jordan Poole, unfortunately. They know what they have with Kuzma. They kind of need to figure out what they have with Advia. So they're going to run a bunch of stuff through him, I think. I think his usage is going to go up. You've mentioned that his usage is higher. I just think this is like a – now, Denver defense is much different than playing like New Orleans, which was the opponent going into the break. But I think he gets the 20 easily. The guy can shoot. The guy can score. Um, he's a potential all-star down the road. You never know. Um, and I like, you know, I, I like that over a lot. All right, I'd agree because I bet it with you. So let's go. Come on, friendship play. The first one with Doug. Kazaria. You know what? I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. All, all right. right, we're we're all well. Three amigos here. This might be my first NBA bet of the year. Is uh... that's incorrect? Uh, one day you trailed you tailed me on a uh, Orlando Magic play and they got smoked by like 35 points. So. All right, first win yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's coming, yeah, yeah, baby. I feel it. I feel it happen. All right, let's uh, let's get another player prop in. I was over on OnlyPlayers.com, which is where you can check out uh, Doug's content from a daily basis. And uh, you're looking late night with the Warriors-Lakers. D'Angelo Russell, easy for me to say. Uh, D'Angelo Russell rebounding prop, sitting at three and a half, Doug. What do you like here? Yeah, I'm not really a prop guy for the most part. Um, Three and a half rebounds. Russell, every time he plays, Without LeBron, he goes over this number. The last three games, he's had like eight, nine, and seven rebounds. Now, earlier in the year, he got three a few times, but that's also when Jared Vanderbilt was in the lineup, uh, and that's no longer the case. So the Lakers are starting Achimura as you know the four, and it just works out well for whatever reason. With I think Russell's just more engaged more motivated, more minutes. When LeBron's out, he, he feels like a more larger sense of responsibility of the game. And the game flow, like, you know, ball finds energy and long rebounds, especially when you're playing the Warriors who chuck threes and they can also go small ball better than anyone. So I just think Russell's going to be out there a lot. And unless he's going off on like offensively and not chasing rebound, I just think that like four rebounds are out there for him to grab. And he's done it the last few times. Again, I think he's just more engaged and feels more of a sense of uh, responsibility to do more in a game that LeBron's missing. Can I convince you that the Warriors are the team in the Western Conference that have the most upward mobility in the big picture? Yeah, of course. I, I think, you know, they didn't make a move, but Kaminga's emergence, it's like they added a guy at the de- deadline, right? I mean, his what he's been able to do and finally understand his athletic advantage over everyone, and maybe Clay going to the bench is less with, you know, you know more, you know, do less, with, do more with less. So, I think they're the problem with them is they are an injury away from like self-destructing, right? Like you're assuming Draymond doesn't choke another foreign player or, 
you know, Steph doesn't roll an ankle or Clay doesn't start pouting coming off the bench or these, you know, these makeshift lineups around Steph actually are just, you know, not that good, like pods and some of these other guys. We're, we're assuming a lot for this to stay on course. Who knows with Wiggins, right? He's streaky. So there's a lot of ifs with the team. I, that would be my cautionary tale. Doug Gazarian joining us here on VSIN Primetime. Doug, I asked this question to uh, JVT. You're a guy who covers a, or follows the Lakers pretty closely. Uh, right now at DraftKings, they're a, a favorite to miss out on the playoffs, around minus 130 to miss, plus 105, I believe, is the market to make. What do you expect to see from the Lakers from here on out, and do you anticipate to see them in the postseason? I do expect them to make the postseason. I think their upside is higher than most teams realize. Even last year, I know they got swept. I would argue they gave the Nuggets the biggest challenge, just given how they were up by a billion in game one and then even another game in the series. Um, Maybe not of all the Western Conference teams, they have the most upside, but I think their upside is a lot higher than you know, people really like they're deep and they have a lot of guys that can beat you if they're all clicking. Now, cautionary tale for this team is AD LeBron's health, right? Like we get it, but like this lineup with like Achimura and Russell and he's playing well, like they're pretty tough. I still think the Clippers are the best team out West. Again, at everyone's best Clippers are the best, but I think, I think you have to give a little pushback to the thunder and the T wolves just because they haven't done it before. But um, I think the Lakers are, 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 I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. Doug enough with the Lakers propaganda. The Suns (laughs) beat the nuggets twice. Okay, that was not the most competitive series. They got swept. They went to Phoenix. They got their butts kicked twice. That was the most competitive series. I'm tired of hearing about the competitive sweep. I gave you a Clippers shout out. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, Doug, always appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. And I usually am the guy betting against the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Doug Kazarian. Onlyplayers.com. D'Angelo Russell over three and a half rebounds. And Denny Advia over 15 and a half points. Guys better not let me down. Don't let me down. Betting on a wizard. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus. Full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Head over to vcin.com slash pro to subscribe today. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. It is vcin primetime. Fun one going on down in Boca. 26 all between FAU and SMU. Purdue out to an early lead over Rutgers in a potential bounce back spot for the Boilermakers. Six for nine from three already for Purdue as they lead 36 to 24. Went off as a 15 point favorite in that one against Rutgers at home. Quick look around the NBA. Uh, early lead for the New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, I'm watching this one right now. And uh, as we kind of talked about with the 76ers and how bad they are defensively without Joel Embiid, it uh, looks like that's going to be the case. we got a technical free throw now for Jalen Brunson, but it is 28-17. to 17. Knicks on top with a minute 24 left to go in the first. So looks like more than likely they will see uh, surpass the 30-point mark here in the first and have a double-digit lead heading into the second. So not a great start for the Philadelphia 76ers. Going to hit on some news and notes from around the NFL here in just a moment. Uh, I'll give you a recap of our best bets in 15 minutes as well. A couple NBA plays, or excuse me, NBA plays for him. A couple college basketball plays. One for, for you. One for me. Denny Advia, baby. Let's go. Uh, but a quick primetime primer. Phoenix and Dallas. Uh, Dallas lay in two, JVT. This game about to start uh, in Dallas. 
Dallas laying two against Phoenix. Total 244 and a half. Yeah, let's double check the injury report because the real question is whether or not Bradley Beal will play today. And he is out. Hamstring injury suffered in, uh, fancy word here, the penultimate game before Ooh. the All-Star break for the Phoenix Suns. And as I kind of, and I put in the article, you know, Beal is the difference between this team being elite and very good. Uh, Beal with him on the floor, a, a net rating of about plus 12. And again, a net rating is how much you outscore your opponent by uh, every 100 possessions. So uh, a 12-point lead for Phoenix every 100 possessions with their big three on the floor. An offensive rating of 127.2. Uh, he's been great. But the thing is, and I think the Mavericks are the side here, especially if Beal's not going to play. Uh, the Mavericks have been playing very good basketball, and there's a reason why. 6-0 and straight up, 5-1 and against the spread in their final six games. You're going to say, well, why do you just take the six games that they've won? That's because Kyrie Irving played in all of those, along with Luka Doncic. They have not been together. They've not been whole. There's been some inconsistency there. But with Irving back, last six games, you had both of your star players on the floor. You rattle off six straight wins. You cover five of them. There's a reason why that happens. So I think with the loss of Bradley Beal and, of course, the fact that we're going to get Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic on the floor here and rookie center Derek Lively is going to play a second game, played one right before the break. Now he's back again. Uh, of course, he broke his nose. I think that's a really big difference here, Tim. So I think the market right around two and a half, understandable. I've got home court at about two and a half, so these two teams near equals. But I think the side back at home for Dallas at full strength as compared to Phoenix, who is not. I think you probably make this just over three in favor of Dallas, and I think they'd be the side. All right, that game just about to get underway. Uh, that's a TNT game, right? Yes, so that'll so be right there. We got, uh, we got some time. They'll, they'll milk that puppy. That probably won't start here for a little bit. Hour. So <laughs> that's not the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> 40, I think that, honestly, if you were to be pissed off about something, over the All-Star weekend, oh. it wasn't the game. It was the fact that the game started 45 minutes late or whatever it was. So, yep. um, All right, a couple news and notes uh, from, around, uh, from around the NBA or just things that make me happy. Um, I, saw, I saw that people were, and I, even producer Britton thinks there's going to be opt-outs for the college football game. So the news came out today. It has nothing to do with betting, so we'll make it quick. 600 bucks and a free copy of the game is the name, image, and likeness deal. Take it or leave it if you're a college football player. Hmm. I mean, there's going to be a lot of backup offensive linemen that are going to be in there, but... Uh, Hell yeah, man. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, also, if you're... I think, no, I think everybody opts in, because here's the thing. If you're... You can make the case for both, right? If you're insanely rich, getting insanely rich NIL deals, like, all right, yeah, 600 bucks, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm getting my right. money, I'll, and I'll take the free game. You're probably going to buy the game anyways. Right, and then if you're the guy that doesn't make any NL money, hell yeah, I'll take $600. Why not? Plus the free game that I can maybe flip for, like, you know, 80 bucks or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, th I think everybody, for the most part, opts in. I'm in. I think so. I think they do. And here's the thing. If you're... Noah Fafid is probably going to opt out. Just be like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know why that name just came to me. <laughs> this morning when I was talking about it on my radio show in Milwaukee, I just... I, I couldn't think of anybody. I'm like, man, I am so out. I was like, the only name that came to my mind was Jalen Milrow. That was the only right, name. Yeah. I was like, couldn't think of Quinn Ewer. I just couldn't think of anybody. Um, Who's but, the cover athlete is the real question. Ooh, that is, that is a good. Do they go old school or do they do? They should do a current player. But oh, there's yeah, no but there's no clear-cut, obvious person. Like last year there was. Last year was Caleb Williams. The reigning Heisman Trophy winner was coming back. Right. This year, I don't know who it is. I mean, all the big-name quarterbacks are gone. Um might be Jalen Morrow. It might be Jalen or Quinn Ewers, maybe. I mean, I guess a playoff quarterback coming back. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jalen Miller was a playoff quarterback yeah. coming back, who may or may not be the starter. Right. So, yeah, maybe oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Quinn Ewers, I mean, he may or may not be the starter, That's too. true, yeah. Uh, a couple uh, other uh, nuggets. Sad state of affairs. In yeah, a couple other nuggets we got to get to. Uh, we didn't hit on this one yesterday. So, we had Brad Biggs on, uh, college uh, Chicago Tribune Bears beat reporter for over two decades, and he kept it pretty simple with us. The Bears are drafting Caleb Williams. That is pretty much what he has come down to, even though our guy Nate Tice of The Athletic and Yahoo Sports put out a mock draft today, I think just based off of his evaluations, mm -hmm. and he had Drake May going one. Now, that was not information-based. I haven't uh, heard back from Nate yet, but uh, I would think that's just evaluation-wise for him believing that Chicago could go that route. But currently, the market says minus 900 for Kayla Williams to go to Chicago and be the number one overall pick. Justin Fields went on the St. Brown Bros podcast, gave his explanation of why he unfollowed the Bears, and then said, quote, if it was up to me, I would stay in Chicago. Yeah, where's Justin Fields going to be? Because then it could be Chicago. 
I mean, I think it makes sense if it's going to be... Like, I actually, I'll say this. I think the wild card is, and I guess it's not really a wild card, is a team like New England, potentially. What are they going to do at quarterback? Yeah, and you know... And, the more and more I think about it, and we've talked about it, I don't know how to bet it, but I really want to bet that they don't draft a quarterback. I, I would agree. Because I think what you do, again, it's, it's all about philosophical team building. But like, if I'm New England, and we've had this conversation a little bit already, you are at a point where... You don't need to rush getting your quarterback. Your roster is talentless, especially when it comes to your offense. So why not do everything possible in this draft and in free agency to build up the roster? And Fields is the great example. The Chicago Bears ripped that roster down to the studs and then drafted Justin Fields and said, how about it, kid? And he got his rear end kicked. They were awful. And they finished with the worst record in the National Football League that year. So I think when you look at it from New England's perspective and a team-building perspective, it makes the most sense to acquire as much talent as possible, have a roster that is somewhat ready for then a young quarterback to come in and be in the best position possible to grow and to flourish. And I think that's what you're going to see here. So if you're New England, like even with Justin Fields, maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe you're going to go with the long-in-the-tooth veteran. Maybe Gardner Minshew is going to be a New England Patriot. Maybe you go and acquire one of those guys. Uh, Browning, right? Jake, yeah, Brown Jake could, Browning could be a good option sure. for you, too. Well, you build everything up. But you don't want to give Jake Browning nothing, so what do you do? You draft Marvin Harrison Jr., potentially, and you have a stud-wide receiver. You have Jake Browning. You try to retool on offense as well, and you get as much stuff ready for your quarterback next season. Do you think, and we're so far out, but do you think we see a big trade in the top five? Because I look at the Bears, I'm pretty confident that they're going to roll with Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. I look at Washington, even though there's some rumors and, and whispers, eh, maybe they're going to look to uh, to trade out. I'm pretty confident with a new owner, fresh new start, new coach, new offensive coordinator. I think they're going quarterback as well. I think the th number three is interesting, and then number five is interesting, JBT, because you look at from there on out, who could want a quarterback? What are the Vikings going to do a quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like they're going to move on from Kirk Cousins. Are the Falcons going to go get Justin Fields, go Kirk Cousins? I would think that would make more sense. But do they look to trade up? I don't think Tennessee would do that, considering they traded up last year to get Will Levis, and they still have you know that, that situation. Then you've got Denver. I think we see some sort of trade up and a pretty significant one, because if you're New England, to your point, that roster is an absolute bleep show. Mm -hmm. And you just need, like, as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, how much better is he than Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze? Sure. Like, he's better than them, but is it massively that you can't trade that back in what is expected to be a deep wide receiver class? So I think number three is going to be the most intriguing spot of the draft this year from a standpoint of do the Patriots move out of that to try to get some sort of big haul? Yeah, I mean, potentially. And look, I, and I know we've had quite a few guys on. We just had Thor yesterday talk about it. I personally am not really there with Jaden Daniels as a third or like a top three pick in this draft. I think there's a reality that maybe... Are you higher on Drake May? I, it's not even that I'm higher on Drake May. I, I think that everything we've been told is that these two guys are there for a reason. We can get into more a little bit, but I, I think that maybe we get a little static after two. All right. More on that, plus a recap of our best bets and another primetime primer to get you ready for the 8 o'clock Eastern games. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five bucks, get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app, use the promo code VSIN, B S I N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. You still doing your fantasy baseball draft? Of course. My God, it's the longest baseball draft ever. Uh, trust me, uh, I'm with you. I have made my feelings known. As been has doing uh, it for three days. As has Miss Mitch Moss. We're waiting here. I don't know, Chris, if you listen, <laughs> but Chris, make your pick. <laughs> Want to do this for four weeks? Let's go. Public shaming, nothing better than a little public shaming. All right, we'll get back to our, uh, or we'll revisit our best bets of the night because none of the games that we have bet on have started yet. So we will get to those. Uh, Quick update, uh, Purdue off to a comfortable start and a bounce back spot against Rutgers. Closed about a 15-point favorite. They lead by 16 right now over Rutgers with three minutes to go in the first half as Purdue at home tonight against the Gers. They lead 45 to 29. Fun one going on down in Boca as uh, FAU leads SMU 35 to 33. At some point as we get closer to the bracket being unveiled, maybe after this weekend, I think you got to take a long, hard look at what FAU is. And uh, is this a team that can make another deep run or are they going to be overvalued? I think there's going to be a discussion point on both sides regarding this FAU team who now has a five point lead NBA action NBA underway we've got five games uh, re uh, in action here and uh, coming up top of the hour JVT a handful of games about to start in that eight o'clock window three games Celtics Bulls Rockets Pelicans and Clippers Thunder biggest game of course being Clippers Thunder a little bit of differing opinions a best bet from you so let's start there with a little primetime primer let's go Clippers at Oklahoma City Thunder, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Clippers' money line uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Clippers are healthy. They have an empty injury report. In fact, they did not submit an injury report. That's how healthy they are. Uh, when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's going to be a problem, especially against a team like Oklahoma City that lacks size along the wing. And, and there's no real options defensively for these guys. And they can pick themselves. Uh, they could pick on Oklahoma City defensively with the mismatches uh, that they could find, whether it's going to be Giddy or others. Gordon Hayward is going to make his debut as an Oklahoma City Thunder, it seems, or remember the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that could help. But I just think the Clippers are the best team in the NBA right now. From a rating standpoint, uh, I don't think that this should be the proper number, especially if you have these two. Now, they did split the two games that they have played so far. But Kawhi Leonard missed that first matchup, the second matchup, a comfortable victory back in L.A. for the Clippers. So to me, it's just a matchup issue. I think it's an issue for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who might near uh, might be near their market high in terms of their power rating, three and six ATS in their last nine games. Uh, I'll go ahead and take my chances with the Clippers out right here tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right. One game for me uh, that's coming up top of the hour for a best bet for me. And this is a little hat tip 
to our friend Paul Stone, uh, college basketball and college football handicapper, handicapper that is, uh, Tarleton State. Billy Gillespie is their head coach, uh, veteran head coach, former Kentucky head coach. Uh, they're second place in the WAC right now and uh, got a little revenge angle, uh, maybe a little buy, high, buy low or uh, sell high, excuse me, on uh, Grand Canyon, who is uh, the lone team left in college basketball, ladies and gentlemen, with just two losses. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take the five with Tarleton State tonight at home against Grand Canyon. They got their doors blown off by this Antelope squad uh, just a, a couple weeks back. So we will take the five with uh, with Tarleton State in this spot as that game starting uh, top of the hour. So uh, five's readily available out there. Uh, I believe open six and uh, Grand Canyon six and nine ATS. So we will take the uh, Texans of Tarleton State. That game coming up at the top of the hour. Another bet for me coming up uh, later on this evening, which we'll get to here as we revisit our best bets. But uh, another best bet for you. We've talked about it a bunch here uh, on the program. The Wizards, who stink, uh, but... There are angles to bet on bad basketball teams. JBT and you and Doug Kazarian came together with this player prop, which is out there, readily available. DraftKings yes, has it. Yes. And that is uh, Denny Advia over 15 and a half points. Yes, yes, indeed. Denny Advia has been playing pretty good basketball. Uh, we'll give you the numbers. Last uh, six games before the All-Star break, 24.3 points, 9.5 rebounds, 53 of 88 shooting. I think this is more of this time of year when you have teams that are out of it. I think the Wizards are out of it. Uh, uh, you're going to so. see this lean into the younger guys. And I think that Avdia is one of those guys that's shown growth and with an interim coach that is changing the way that this team is playing. Brian Keefe, of course, taking over here uh, last few weeks. Uh, I think that you're seeing a, a concerted effort to get Danny Avdia the ball to watch him grow and see what his offensive game can do. His usage rate has gone up over the last month or so, but how about this um his first few months through january 9.2 shot attempts per game uh in february or over the last seven 13.7 uh, he's increased his minutes from 27.4 minutes per game to 33.6 in the month of february and as we have seen that we're seeing jordan pool's role shrink pool stinks he's playing less than 30 minutes a game shooting 40 percent <laughs> from the floor uh, i think this is more about avdi and the signs are there that they want this kid to grow they want him to do more with his game and how do you do that well you feed him the ball so at the very least i think the shot attempts are going to be there avdi over 15 and a half points by Minus 125. Pools stink or pool stinks? Pool stinks. You like pools? Uh, yeah. I mean, not public pools. You guys are animals, so I don't really trust public pools. But like a private pool, uh, you know, yeah, it's fine. A lot of maintenance. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to own one. I'll just go to like Mitch Moss's house or something like that. But yeah. You come over to mine. Oh, you got a pool too? Yeah. Oh, okay, man. That's why you know, huh? My kid fell in Mitch's pool. Yeah? Yeah. My kid's kind of stupid sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they're kids. I can't think kind of all of them are sometimes. That's you know? true. Yeah. Uh, no, there was actually a traumatic event that, that kept him from my, our producer, Britton, asked in my ear, can he swim? Uh, no, 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 no. We tried to teach him, and then there was like some event at a swimming class, and he was underwater, and yeah, it was all, it's like a nightmare now. Huh. All right. Down the road we went. Oh, yeah. Uh, pool stinks. Getting Pools. better at ice skating, though. Oh, yeah, my guy's, my guy's ice skating, too. There you go. Doing a little ice skating lesson. All right. Uh, another play for me. Late night tonight uh, in that 11 o'clock Eastern window. Uh, I'm going to take Stanford as a short home favorite against Oregon. On the surface, Oregon looks like the better team. You look at the past month, uh, the numbers would disagree. Stanford, even though they've been 3-6, and six, Stanford, and Oregon 4-5, and five, just some of the advanced numbers give a slight edge to the Cardinal. But uh, talked about this hour one. Love the way Stanford shoots it at home. 43% from three at home in 13 home games, which would be fourth best in the country. Overall, still a top 10 three-point shooting team at 38.7%. So if they could stroke it from long range let's go cardinal get the win here minus 115 on the money line for me final play for you jvt as we uh, put a bow on our best bets for tonight none of these games have started yet so uh, mm -hmm. we've been on the air for almost two hours no games yet other uh, best bet for you here on the nba card charlotte hornets give it to me baby uh, you know as we talked about yesterday uh, th this is, I think, something that the market hasn't really kind of caught up with, uh, which is the Jazz did ship off three role players at the trade deadline. Kelly Olenek, Simone Fontanecchio uh, are really good players. They both averaged over 20 minutes for them. Olenek, uh, eight points per game, but shot 42, we'll call it 43% from beyond the arc. Uh, Fontecchio actually improved the team's net rating by 4.8 points every 100 possessions on the floor. They, they were quality role players. And while Oshak Baji is not the biggest loss in the world, still averaged just about 19 minutes a game 
game and played well defensively was was a, a net like loss or was not a net loss defensively statistically when he was out there on the floor. And so I don't think it's a surprise that you lose these three guys, Tim, and in the four games, all of a sudden you go 0-4 straight up and against the spread and you get outscored by 15.1 points over the course of 100 possessions. I just don't think the market has like they look at those names and think like, God, oh, it's not that much. It's still the Utah Jazz. Those are key role players, man. And, and for a team that is outside of the play and with those three, I think there needs to be an adjustment. And you get the Charlotte Hornets now. Hornets are playing a little bit differently. They have new pieces. Grant Williams, Seth Curry, Trey Mann, they're taking more shots at the rim, taking more shots from three. Brandon Miller has been playing good basketball. 22.2 points, uh, points per game, 46.6% shooting from the floor. Bridges, 23.5 points, 7.4 rebounds in his last 16. I think these guys are going to be problems for a really bad Jazz defense. Uh, I'm willing to stay. I think that the Hornets can stay inside of double digits here against uh, the Utah Jazz. So Charlotte tonight to play. Uh, halftime and West Lafayette. How about this? The Purdue Boilermakers put up 52 on Rutgers. Why did I emphasize 52? A, it's just a lot of points. B, Rutgers entered today number two in the country in defensive efficiency. And they put up 52. You shot 63% from the field. Your first half total was 66. And there was 85 points in the first half in West Lafayette. So coming off the loss against Ohio State, uh, Rutgers, or excuse me, Purdue, coming humming as they lead 52-33. to 33. They closed as a 15-point favorite against Rutgers. Uh, impressive performance there in the opening stanza. Top of the hour, JBT. DraftKings has gone to two and a half. Ohio State at Minnesota. We had Brad Evans on before. He gave his sledgehammer special mm-hmm. on the Golden Gophers. 22-3 and three ATS. Market going against them. Man, I'll tell you what. If Ohio State hadn't won on Sunday, I would really like Ohio State here. But I don't know. Got that new coach smell. You beat Purdue. You stormed the court. You did all that. Now you got to go on the road to Minnesota, a team that's been phenomenal against the spread. I'm going to sit back and uh, just watch this one. Line's getting fishy, though, man. Line moving against them. Very interesting there. By the way, FAU uh, looks like they'll go into the half up against SMU. Fun half of basketball there, 41-37. to That's JVT. I'm Tim Murray. It's a Thursday. The crew is back. Derek Stevens, Wilbo, and Darren Banks in studio next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.